Okay, let's get into the podcast today. Welcome, first of all. I really appreciate you tuning into this episode. I'm excited to share some of these ideas with you, and hopefully they will benefit you on your journey as you go out into the world to do your thing, whatever that is, to help and to serve and to be of value and all the good things in life. Of course, we're talking about the benefit, and I want to say the profound benefit from removing money from the success equation or from the success formula and how that can benefit us as we go out into the world to actually create the joy, create the happiness and create the bliss, follow our bliss, right? Do all the things that want to come through us and all the things we're inspired to do and enjoy our life, have an extraordinary life, enhance the human experience, all the good things we want. Really excited about this episode. This comes in conjunction with some of the things that I'm doing in my own business and in my own life, part of the reassessment. And I shouldn't say even reassessment, just more of like a a questioning how I can stay on and get on the the path that is more true to my own, uh, I guess, uh, what wants to come through me, just like you probably do in your life quite frequently, is you sit down and you plan and you do have some introspection, right? Do some soul searching, look for that wisdom inside. Of course, we don't want to look too hard. We don't want to create the loop, the feedback loop of always asking the question, right? We have to make the forward action and do the movement and and then assess in order to think if we're on the right path. Because sometimes if we don't if we don't take the action and we don't get some feedback and actually get a real world sense and actually have the reflective experience of doing something, it's very difficult to know where to pivot and how to go and how to move a little bit in order to stay more on that path. Because the path is like unfolding in front of us, isn't it? All the time about what we should be doing in our business and our life to be of service and be happy and create fulfillment and find meaning, but we have to move forward in order to do that. And sometimes we have to turn fully 180 around, or as other people talk about it, you know, they use the tree analogy, which I think is very apt. If you look at the fact that you climb up a tree, you start climbing the tree as you you know, start to become an adult. I mean, we really start climbing when we're children, but you start climbing the tree as you become an adult, laying the foundation and crawling out to your branch of what you do in the world, how you show up, how you're helpful, what you what service you provide, product and service you provide, what value you create and what value you produce. Sometimes you climb up a tree and there's no more branches higher to climb, right? And you've reached the top of that tree and you have reached a ceiling. It's also talked about in in the ceiling analogy, right? A glass ceiling in your business or your life or whatever, and you can't go any higher. You've got to go all the way back down to the tree, climb up another tree, find a tree that is infinite in, in height, right? This sometimes means starting your own business or going to work for another business that has infinite, I guess, potential to scale up and to level up. Because if we're not always leveling up, that's if there's not the potential to level up in our business and our life, that's a potential problem because the human experience and life is about expansion. It's about growth. And the word more is pervasive in the human experience. We, we want more and more and more, right? And if you can't get that, then you got to do something different, right? Climb back down, go in a different building, go in a different tree, whatever analogy you want to use. But that only becomes when we move forward, take the action, reassess, and then question, is this 
Did I get the feedback that I want? Does this feel good? Um, does I feel like I'm on my path? Do I want to be doing this? All the things that we need to be doing on a fairly regular basis as we guide our ship to the destination that we want. And of course, we all know that that destination is to be happy, to be in bliss, to feel joy, and to feel good. That's the ultimate destination. It's not somewhere in the world, but it's more of an internal sense of, am I doing stuff that makes me feel good? Do I feel alive? Do I feel like I'm on my path? Am I, am I being an open channel for what wants to come through me? And as I continue to guide, does this feel good to me? One of my favorite quotes ever, absolutely ever, is by Thurman. I think is I forget his first name right now, but you'll know this quote. You'll recognize this. When he says, do what makes you come alive, because the world needs more people that have come alive. I think about that so often as I'm navigating my own journey, and maybe you think about that on your journey as well. Are you doing, is what you're doing making you come alive? Or... What you've done in the past, you think back all of your life experience, What what is the experience that has made you come the most alive in your whole life? And that's that's where we really need to be operating because that's the whole flowering of like the human potential. Anyways, got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but really super important to do that assessment. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking all about removing money from the success equation. And this is something that is, I think, really vital, and I don't think we do it enough. I certainly know that I don't do it enough in my own life. And it really helps to give you super clear, help you get super clear on what you want in life and what you want to spend your time on earth doing. Because let's face it, I don't know anyone, even yogis and gurus and spiritual masters. I've never met anyone who's lived forever. We have an infinite, excuse me, we have a finite time period here on earth. And we want to make sure that we're spending every second of that time doing stuff that makes us come alive, that makes us happy, ideally that makes the world a better place, that brings more joy into the world, and all of the good things that we want. So we want to be really super clear about what we're doing in the world. And sometimes... Sometimes money can cloud that equation and can cloud our uh, judgment and make things a little less clear. But the goal is when you remove money from the equation, you get really crystal clear on what you want to do in the world. And the thing of it is, and I've seen this in other people's experience, and I'm seeing it more in my own experience. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but the reality is the way I look at it, there's like two, there's like a fork in the road and there are two schools of thought and two camps. And you know what? I see value in both of them. One school of thought says, always provide the services that you're, that people want, right? Go where the money is already flowing and build a business and build a life. And you know what? I cannot argue with that because I've seen people become highly successful in doing that. When they see an opportunity in bit in a business or in some way to serve people by helping them get what they want, at the end of the day, that's what we're all doing is helping other people get what they want. And and they don't necessarily tune into what their intuition is telling them, but they tune into where the opportunity is and where the money is. I I cannot argue with that because, like I say, I know highly successful people that have done that. The other school is this tuning into what wants to come through you, and mainly what makes you come alive. 
one of the things that made a really profound impression on me was when I was listening to, and an, it wasn't an interview, it was more of a documentary about Tom Petty. And in this documentary, the guy said, you know, he, he was quoting Tom Petty had, had been asked by this interviewer, you know, years ago, and about his music and about his, you know, um, the, his passion for performing and all that stuff. And Tom Petty said, I had a sense early on in my life, and I've always had this sense that I was meant to make music, and I was meant to be a guitarist and be a performer. And I really think that that's what all of us have to do, is tune in to that little voice inside or that intuition and what the intuition inside of you is telling you you were always meant to do. And it's a knowing and it's an understanding and it's it but it comes from turning our senses away from the outer world that tells us well, maybe there's something else in you that wants to come out. This is again totally a personal question and only you can answer it. Just like only I can answer the things that I'm doing, right? The the guidance that I'm being guided in my life and the intuition, what my intuition is guiding me to do. You know, you're being guided in your own way. What are you being guided to do? And I use that as an example. I guess the better example is become a doctor or a lawyer, right? Because that's where the money is. You know what? There is money there. Absolutely money there. But I think all of us know a doctor or a lawyer that went there because of the money, either because of family pressures or maybe they thought it would be a fun career. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Maybe they wanted the money and they wanted that experience. And then they get a little bit older in life and they realize, you know what? It wasn't, there wasn't the, the full meaning and full happiness and bliss and joy wasn't ultimately there for me in that field. So I switched. I know people like that. I've heard of people like that. And I know that that can happen. Again, the idea is to tune as much as possible into what makes us come alive, what brings us happiness and joy, what fulfills us, where we find deep meaning, and remove any monetary gain from the equation. One way that I like to do that is to just say, hey, someone gives you a billion dollars and says, look, you're set. What are you going to do for the rest of your life? What are you going to do for the rest of your time here on earth? That's an awesome way to remove money from the equation. Now, it may take, and what I recommend, it may take a while for that to sink in because that's a radical shift. Most people, myself included, are constantly thinking about that return on investment. Where where am I going to get the money to do the things and live the life that I want, right? How can I do that? But the reality is the big payoff and the big benefit comes from stopping thinking about the money altogether and doing what you love and doing what you enjoy in a way that is beneficial to other people. Now, I'm not saying lock yourself in a cave and do what you love and what you enjoy on a small scale and where it only benefits you. I'm saying do what you love and what you enjoy so that it benefits other people. And because the thing of it is, it has to, you'll be, we'll be happier when you do that as well, right? The more you can push your joy into the world and your creative expression into the world at the benefit of other people, that's a win-win and it becomes hugely beneficial, hugely beneficial. So there does have to be the the helping component or the value added per component of what you create and what you produce. Hopefully it touches everyone on the world and hopefully it inspires them, helps them again, get what they want. At the end of the day, you're getting what you want, they're getting what they want. But still, 
money was not part of the equation in the very beginning stages. Again, you're kind of you're kind of planting the flag in on the emotions that you want to li- live and the way that you want to feel and the thing you ultimately want, which is the bliss, which is the joy, which is the happiness, the full creative expression. That's what we we all really want. And then the money finds us. I really do believe that. The money then finds us when we can tune in specifically to what we want. And then the money will find us. The other thing that is really beneficial is to look at the Japanese ikigai. And that is the four circles that overlap. You know, they're somewhat concentric circles that overlap. And that helps you. It's like a model for living your life. And it's the reason for being super, really powerful. I don't, I mean, this should be posted on, on in every school, in every state in the nation here. But essentially, it's what do you love to do? What are you good at? What does the world need? And what can you be paid for? What what can you what will you be paid for? Right. So where those four areas overlap, that's your ikigai. That's your reason for being, and that's what you should focus on all the time. I mean, it's hitting all of the major aspects of the human experience. Right. You're doing what you love and you enjoy. You're doing what you're good at. You're doing what the world needs. Again, that's that value-added component where you're helping people get what they want, which can be any number of things. That's the awesome thing about the human experience. It doesn't have to be any one thing because people want all sorts of stuff. The human experience is infinite, right? People want infinite experiences all the way on one spectrum, side of the spectrum, from entertainment and maybe on the other side of the spectrum to, I don't know. I don't even know what the other side of the spectrum could be. It could be like food and and shelter and, you know, I, I guess the basic primal needs, I guess just for, I've never really like outlined this spectrum, but there is a wide arena of things and services and experiences that people want. I One of the things that's been a realization on my own journey is this, whatever you create, there's a market for it. And it all comes down to how creative you can make your marketing and your branding and how specific, specifically targeted you can make your message and how well you can talk to your customer and your client in order to share with them that you can solve their problems better than anyone else. I really do believe that any pro- there's a market for any product under the sun, no question, because because that's how it is, right? There's something, you go, you Google anything you want, you're going to find something. It's just a matter of marketing and branding and advertising. How well can you do that? And so one of the things that I've talked about before is in schools, rather than having some of the, I guess, core curriculum that they're teaching, I think every kid from every grade, from the time they start to the time they graduate should be should have to take like a marketing classes, right? Because whatever they're going to do, whether they're a doctor, a lawyer, um, architect, uh, a chef, you're going to have to know marketing. You're going to have to know branding. And that's going to be hugely beneficial in the success of your business, even if you don't go into business for yourself. But it's just, you know, how well can you articulate your message to your clients and customers that helps them get what they want. But that ikigai is hugely an awesome beneficial model for living the human experience. The other thing is, where do you spend most of your free time? 
What what makes you come alive? Also, like we talked about, but also what gives your life meaning? What gives your life fulfillment? Where, where do you naturally gravitate to? Right again, removing money from the equation. If you had all that billion dollars, how would you spend your time? If you just you know, because you'd get bored doing all the things that you wanted after a short period of time. I think people need to be have purpose. I think they need to have meaning. They need to f- have a reason for being in the world. And it can't just be to uh, live like a hedonistic life because I'm thinking you get really bored. I know I would get really bored if I wasn't creating something that wanted to come through me, you know, some type of a way to serve other people. I would get super bored with that after a while. For a little while, to do whatever you want, travel the world, have those extraordinary experiences that are focused on, you know, you doing stuff in the world and having the fun that you want. That's, I think you'd get bored after a while with that. Ultimately, we, we want a life that is a part of equally balanced, right? The creating and the consuming, you know, the giving and the taking, all those things make for a rich human experience. And so figuring out what you would do to make the world a better place, to be of service and be helpful, if someone gave you that billion dollars is a life-changing question, in my opinion. I know that it opens up all sorts of clarity in my own consciousness. And as I'm designing my own life, it helps me get really laser-focused on what I want to do because money's off the off the table. The other interesting benefit, and this is like a side benefit of doing that equation and removing your focus from money, is kind of a, I guess I would call it um, kind of just a natural law of the universe. What happens when you want something really bad and you don't have it? There's a tendency that it, it you push it further away. You push it further away. And this happens with money. It happens in relationships. It happens in all areas of life. If you want something really bad and you don't have it, there's a natural tendency for you to push it away because you're focusing on the lack of that, right? But if you want something really bad and you focus on doing fun things and being in the spirit of joy and creating for the fun of it, and doing what's in your heart and letting what wants to come through you come through you and being an express and letting it be expressed and being a channel for all the ideas and cool, awesome stuff that wants to come through you, what happens? All sorts of things gravitate to you, don't they? In a sense, we have to turn our backs on the world and what's already been made and look within and allow the things that are going to be made and that want to come through us to make the world a more awesome place, allow those to come through us. And then everything comes to us, right? The money, the relationships, the friendships, all the awesome things that we want come from turning within and giving ourselves that space and that positive focus to allow that to come through. That's just one of the side benefits that is is possible from doing this. And is really real. I mean, it's a tangible experience. And perhaps you've recognized this in your own life. I know that I have. So I hope that's helpful. You know, just be thinking, you know, wh- oh gosh, what would you, what would you do if you had all the money in the world? What is the one thing on your deathbed that you want to look back on your life and say, you know what? I'm glad that I did this and th- doing this thing and, and making this uh, product or service or being this way in the world 
is very fulfilling and I can die happy. I always think about death as being our greatest ally. And when we think about that, it gives super clarity. There is nothing more clear than having that in your consciousness. A couple weeks ago, I was watching this episode on YouTube and Wayne Dyer was talking about the the book. I think it's called The Regrets of the Dying. I guess this nurse went through an interview dying people and the number one regret of the people that were dying is that they didn't do the things that they really wanted to do. They didn't have the courage to act on the impulses and the ideas that they really wanted to put into experience and bring into the world. That's really sad. No one wants to be there because when we, when you get to the point when you're dying, your, your time is up, right? There's no more opportunities to do what you are being inspired to do and what wants to come through you. That's why every day we have to wake up and say, you know what, if, if this was the last day, is the way I'm going to spend it the way I should spend it? And is it going to bring me fulfillment? Is it going to bring me joy? If not, that's, that's a potential sign and a potential like reflection that you might want to pivot a little bit or do a little bit of change here and there, but really important to keep asking ourselves this question. Um, yeah, at the end of your life, you, I, we all want to say, I did, I did everything that I wanted to do. I left it all on the playing field. I left all of the things that I wanted to do. I created everything I wanted to do. I was super introspective, looking within and saying, look, does this feel good? Am I enjoying myself? Is, am I happy in this moment? Am I following my bliss? All about Joseph Campbell, follow your bliss. Go into the cave that you fear to enter, which is not freaking easy. I'm speaking from experience. You know it. I know it. It's not easy, right? It's super scary. But what's more scary? Laying on your deathbed going, you know what? I didn't do the things that were in my heart. I didn't create the things that my, that wanted to come through me. And I kind of... Uh, didn't honor myself in that way. I think that's a lot worse. That's a lot worse. The other factor is the the thing, the way people are going to view you and the way they're going to think about you when you do those things. Because let's face it, sometimes you're going to get a lot of resistance from people. And that's super scary as well. But again, back to that notion. I mean, wh- what's worse? You know, the pain of doing something and ha- and being, you know, viewed in a certain way or thought of in a certain way or the pain of regret. Those things those are the two ends of the spectrum, right? You're going to regret something you didn't do just because of the way other people would think of you or you're going to do that thing and not have any regret, right? As long I think really as long as you do it with an open heart and in a general like uh sense of well-being and happiness and bliss and like not you're not to you're not trying to make other people uh feel any specific way you're just living your own life and that's all about staying in our own lane isn't it right we can't affect what other people are going to think of us we can't worry about that if we do too much then of course we end up at the end of our lives going and never did what i wanted to do because i was afraid of what people would think of me that's a potential problem that's a huge problem so if we stay in our lane and not give too much attention to what's going on beside us, where those kind of imaginary blinders that horses wear when they're racing, that's the best the best way to live your life because then you're not focused on what other people are doing. You're not focused on what other people are thinking and you can have a clear focus on what wants to come through you. That way you can do the things that are not, you're naturally inclined to do. So 
that, yeah, I hope that's helpful because I, I think it's really super vitally important to remove money from the equation when we're talking about designing our life and living our best life and doing the things that want to come through us and being in total and complete alignment and harmony with our authentic selves. All of the successful people have said it in one way or another that their their life started to blossom when they tuned into who they are were authentically who they authentically were and when they did things that they were specifically inspired to do right when they're waiting for the ideas from their higher self or their inner being that is going to tell them hey you know try this or here's an idea pops into their consciousness and then they act on that idea all the best things happen from that i know that i have had the best things that happen in my life from that experience and i'm sure you have as well and the goal is to do that all the time not paying attention not thinking about the money not thinking about what people are going to think all those things then we look back and you have lived an extraordinary life and you have lived an inspired life and that's just super awesome. Super, super awesome. All right. We're going to wrap up the podcast at that point in time. I hope that's beneficial. If it has, let me know. Leave me a comment on my website, gmarkphillips.com, or on any of my social media channels. And I'd love to hear your feedback. What's your thoughts on this notion of taking money out of the equation, out of the success equation, and how that's benefited you? I'd love to hear your feedback. So again, I really appreciate you for listening to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, you can do that on any of your favorite podcast apps or these episodes always go up on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. And until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Thanks so much. Have an awesome week.